It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, praise the name of Jesus. We are here. Once again, on this Thursday, I just just ran in here for um, uh, from work, and God is so good. God is so good, and we're here once again to talk about um, to talk about this subject that we've been on for the past for the past couple of weeks, and we're on it again tonight. So I pray that the Lord will give you understanding on what we're talking about. I pray that the Lord will, will bless you. Amen. And I, that the Lord will open up your understanding in this word that we're giving tonight. Amen. So Father, I give you glory. I thank you, Father God, for another day. I thank you, Father God, for Lord, the ones, Lord, that are listening and those that are there. Lord, I pray the ones that will reach into the archives and pull this back up again. Lord, I pray that they hear it. And that this word will be, Lord, one that will be a blessing to them. Lord, that they'll grab on to this. Father God, I pray that there are those that will that will pull this up. And Father God, Lord, that they'll grab on to this word. So we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, I pray, Lord, that you would touch, Father God, the ones that, Lord, that right now are, that, that, that's dealing with an infirmity. Father God, they're dealing with something that's going on. I lift up, Lord, one of one of my uh, one of my clients, Lord, that had been on the been on my bus. Father God, Lord, he right now is going through emergency surgery. So we bind the enemy and we guide, Lord. I pray that you would guide the surgeon's hand in the name of Jesus. Guide his hand, Father God, Lord, and touch his body, Lord. This young man, Father God, this young man that is going through. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch him in the name of Jesus. Lord, for that mother, Lord, that right now, that even if they ask for prayer for her son, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would comfort her. Lord, that you would comfort her. They're, they're going through quite a bit, Father God, Lord, and he's young man. So, it, and I know that doesn't make any difference, but Lord, you know him and you know the things that he has been experiencing and the things that he's been going through. So, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch him in the name of Jesus. Father God, prove, show yourself to him just for the sake that they're asking for prayer. Father God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just touch them right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that your, that your hand, your healing hand will guide the surgeons, will talk, will guide the what needs to be done according to his body. Father God, Lord, I pray, Lord, and you would bring encouragement to that mother. In Jesus' name we pray. And I pray, Father God, for even others, Lord, that are even at this point, Father God, at this point of, of just needing you. And Lord, they're reaching out to you. So touch them, Lord. Lord, I lift up, Lord, what's been going in my mind, Father God, or the PKs, all over this nation, all over this nation. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch their bodies, that you would be with them. Father God, they need a special thing because, Lord, they they see stuff that normally others don't see. They are a part of what others don't see. They don't, folks don't know that they carry on also the ministry, even at their at their young age, they listen to see what other people, they listen, not just to see what other people are doing. A lot of times they see what's going on behind the scenes. And many of them, many of them turn their back on the church. They don't turn their back on you, but they turn their back on the church. So Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them in the name of Jesus. Father God, and that you would be an encouragement to them. Lift them up in the name of Jesus. There's some things that they are going through so lift them up 
And we give you all the glory and the praise because we know that you can do it. Every PK, Father God, in this state, Lord, in the country, that all of the country encourage them in the name of Jesus. And we give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. As of right now, we give God glory. We thank God for all of you. We thank God for what you're doing. I really was thinking I want to continue on with this subject that we've been dealing with, but I wanted to let you know there are there are four things in this cycle. There are four things in this cycle. Four things. Four things. I'm sorry, that's my phone. I'm going to bring that down. Amen. I'll bring that down too. Uh, thing there. There are four things in the cycle in the cycle that God that has happened from the beginning of time. And those four things, most likely, and we've already talked about maybe a couple of them, but we're going to be getting into into more in time. And those four things, first of all, is is the creation. You might want to write some of this stuff down. The creation, the fall the redemption, and then the restoration. I'll say those again. You have creation, and then the fall, and then the redemption, okay? And then the restoration. One more time. The creation, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth the creation, the fall. Who told you that you were naked? This woman you gave me. <laughs> the fall of man, the fall of man, the fall of man. And you got the redemption, the buying back of this, of this that God created the buying back of it, okay? And then after buying it back, the restoration, the restoration, okay? Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Four things that, and I'm sure there's probably more, but those are four main things. And even in the midst of all those, they could actually preach because we have such an awesome thing in each one of those. Each one of those we have um, such a powerful message in each one. Each one. The creation, the fall, the redemption, and the restoration. We're going to be talking about some restoration um, in the weeks following. In the weeks following, we're going to be talking about some restoration. But right now, we're dealing with redemption, okay? Because of the fall, there had to be redemption. There had to be some buying back, okay? Had to be some buying back because of what the enemy did. Now, I got onto that one, this one part. And we talked about this this one area where where it says where we say that um, it was because of the devil. Now he had something to do with this. He had something to do with this. I'm not going in his defense. I want you to understand that because I know basically what he is. We know what he is. He's still out to steal and to kill, and to destroy. That's his purpose. Jesus even said that. You'll find that, I believe, in John 10.10. 10. In fact, I'm going to go to it real quick. And it's written in red because that's what, that's what Jesus was saying. Um, John 10. And 
and 10. And he talks about the thief, basically. He talks about the thief. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief. The thief. He's mentioning here that the enemy is actually like a thief because he wants to, he comes. What does he come for? He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But then what Jesus came for was, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And he says, I am the good shepherd, for the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a hireling and not a shepherd, whose own sheep are not, in other words, are not even his sheep, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catches them and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. But he says, I am a good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is basically the way that he's talking. Here we're talking about redemption. We're dealing with the part of redemption. And then we he, he brings out about what the enemy is. He's a thief. He called him a thief from the very beginning. What did he steal? He stole, basically. What did he steal? And how did he steal? How did he do it? He did it through lies. He did it through persuasion. He did it through manipulation. Okay? He did that in the very beginning of time. But now, who could the fault actually be on? Okay? Who could the fault actually be on? All right? Um, the fault, what actually is on, and I often wondered why did he basically say this? He said, because of one man, sin, sin entered in. Because of one man, sin entered in. I'm going to I'm gonna find that. I'm going to get that scripture for you. Because I really want you to understand something. Notice, he did not say that sin entered in the world because of the enemy because of the devil. He didn't say that sin came because of the devil. Now that's a mind blower. That's a mind blower. Sin did not enter into the world because into this order, sin did not enter into this order or into this plan of God, this arrangement of God. Sin didn't enter because of, of man, no. Sin did not come in because of because of that. Sin entered into this world because of one man. That's a mind blower. That's that that right there within itself. Okay. Because of that. Okay, I'm going to check out one thing. Watch this. I will I will say this because I'm doing this with my with my my Google. And um, I'm going to get that scripture for you. Um, I will get that scripture for you. Because of one man, sin entered into the world. Because of one man. Okay? And why would you say that sin entered in the world because of one man? Simply because that's true. Simply because it's true. Um, let me get this here changed here from this thing. Okay. My thing is really being really interesting here. Uh, mm hmm. 
And but anyway, I'm gonna bring that. We'll we'll be getting that to you. I'm gonna get that to you because I really want you to be able to see. Uh, to be able to see this. Okay. All right. I'm kind of wasting a little bit of time on this, but I'm praying that everyone will grab on to this here. Okay. It's running slow for me. Really running slow. Okay. Okay. God is so good. But we're gonna get we're gonna be dealing with that. I want to deal with a lot a lot of that tonight. I'm gonna talk in that area. Hope hope some of you I don't want don't want you to um um be bored with what I'm saying. I'm trying to find I'll find that. Someone said, is it in there? Yes, it's in there. It's just my tablet is slow. <laughs> it's just because my tablet is slow. Okay. I've been going through some changes and Lord's going to bless. Amen. With another, with another tablet. I might be able to find it quicker in this area. I know that I believe that it's in Romans. Okay that it's in Romans. Um, Okay. Okay, let's see if I can find this here. Hopefully everybody will grab this real quick. Amen. Amen. Mm. My concordance is not really getting it, but anyway, amen. Okay, okay. Mm. By one, there it is. It's Romans 5, Romans 5, 12. Romans 5:12, okay? Let's look at that. Romans 5:12. The 5th chapter. The 5th chapter. Look at 5th chapter and the 12th verse. Look what it says here. Well, actually, let's look at, let's look, oh, wow, I love this, because this is good. Um, wow, this is great. Um, in fact, let's, let's go over. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have, we have access by faith into his grace, whereupon we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not so, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to, even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This part, this this is part of of justification. Christ died, died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. 
For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the at-one-ment or the atonement. Look at verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have what sinned for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imprudent where there is no law nevertheless death adam to moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that is that was to come? Now I can we can actually keep on going because we're talking we're we're talking concerning redemption. And this is actually what happened. Isn't that a trip? What happened was what the thing that actually went through this okay and you'll find this i'm finding out a lot we're looking at a lot here in romans romans 5. romans 5. okay it's a good thing all right so he talks about this and he talks about we blame a lot of things who's stopping us from the redemptive power of God, it definitely, the enemy had something to do with it, but we've got to look at where the blame actually goes, and that's us. Wow, that's a mind blower. I just blew your mind. I know that I just did. And it was blown, and the reason why it was blown, it is blown, is because basically we figure that we and it's easy to put the blame on somebody else when it comes down to the fact that it was not it was not the enemy it was not the devil but it was us why was it us why was it us that he did it let's look at the message bible and i'll do these verses Basically, I'll read what the verses were saying. I'm going to go all the way to 12 again because he explains this really good. He explains this really good. <sighs> Starting from the first part again. By entering through faith into what God has already wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our Messiah because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Is more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And how can patience in turn forges the temper, the temporal steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never felt, never left felt shortchanged, feeling shortchanged. Quite a contrary, quite on the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God 
generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Verse six, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presents himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we, even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacramental death, sacrificial death, while we were in, while we were of no use whatever to him. Now that we were set right with God by means of this sac sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son. Now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives can, will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding pauls. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus, the Messiah. Now look at this. You know the story of how Adam landed us in the dilemma we're in. First sin, then death and no one exempt from either sin or death, that sin disturbed relations with God in everything and everyone. But the extent of the, extent of the disturbance was not clear until God spelled it out in detail to Moses. So death, this huge abyss separating us from God, dominated the landscape of Adam, from Adam to Moses. Even those who weren't, who didn't sin precisely as Adam did by disobeying a specific command of God still had to experience this termination of life, this separation from God. But Adam, who got us into this, also points ahead to the one who will get us out of it. Yet the rescuing gift, the rescuing gift is not exactly parallel to the death-dealing sin. If one man's sin put crowds of people at the at the at the dead end, abyss of separation from God, just think what God's gift poured through one man, Jesus Christ, will do. There's no comparison between that death-dealing sin and this generous life-giving gift. The verdict, the verdict on that one sin was the death sentence. The verdict on the many sins that follow was this wonderful life sentence. If death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes sovereign life in whose in whose in those who grasp with the hands of this wild extravagant life gift this grant setting everything right that the one man jesus christ provides and then here it is in a nutshell just as one person did not did wrong, if just as one person 
did it wrong and got us all got us all got in all this trouble got us all in all this trouble with sin and death another person did it right and got us out of it but more than just getting us out of trouble he got us into life one man said no to god but many people and put many people in the wrong one man said yes to god and put many in the right all the passing laws against sin did this produce more lawbreakers but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we call grace oh man and see and it goes on and on it goes on and on when we begin to start realizing the fact of what jesus did that's the redemptive grace that's the redemption redemptive power of god who keeps us from the redemptive power of christ it's us we've got to number one realize that he did it for us and in order for that to happen we've got to accept him it's not it's not the fact that god is saying okay since he paid the price then everybody automatically just kind of falls in line with it no it's not that well i'm good i'm i'm good no it's not that it's the fact that you have to accept jesus there's many that's doing exactly what adam did back in the day and they don't have the redempt they in their own lives they're not dealing with the redemptive power of god that's crazy it's really nuts and the reason why is they're again they're again not accepting what what god wants them to do he made provisions for them he made provisions for us in order to us to have right standing with him again i i, I want to have right standing well accept my son all you got to do is accept my son i don't believe that he was a man i don't believe i think that he was just a prophet well come on get to the place see that's the that is the thing that actually put us in the place that we're that many in the world is in and that is the fact that basically number one you don't want to accept his provision for us just like adam there was provision set for him and there was something that was told for him not to do that it would be dangerous if he did it it would be very dangerous if he did it but he didn't he didn't do it he didn't accept that and with him not accepting that look what happened the whole world now is born into sin because like we said because of one man come on romans 5 12 said because of one man sin entered and then god made provisions so that everything could be on the right standing again and many of us are not on the right standing again because of the fact is we are not accepting what his provision is for us he bought us back he got us back why because of this one thing that god put in adam from the very beginning and god will never go against it and what is that our power of choice he's not going to make us he is not going to make us accept christ someone said well all he has to do is just just make us accept christ no he's not going to do that because in the very beginning he put in us something that he didn't put in everybody he didn't put and i'm not going to say everybody in every animal in everything that he created he's not he's not going to go against what he's given to us what did he give to us he gave us choice and that was from the very beginning of time when he made us in his image and in his likeness he gave us the power of choice that's why i say the enemy the devil 
is so dangerous and he knows it. He knows if he puts the right thing out in front of us, he knows that if he has, if he puts the right type of argument in front of us and says the correct things, then he knows, number one, I've got them. And he's been using that since the beginning of time. He's been using that since the time began. He first messed with, messed with Eve, and then he turns around and he messes with Adam. So what am I saying? I'm saying that the enemy is a manipulator, okay? And what is really, really interesting here, if you really want to check this out, it's really interesting is he played the same card, he played the same card on Adam and Eve, he played the same card on Jesus. He tried to mess up again. He tried to mess up again. Come on, if you go and look at the time when Jesus was led into the wilderness and after he had fasted and prayed, after he fasted and prayed, then the devil, the tempter, it talks about him as a tempter. That means he comes and he lays out a, he lays out a, it, it, basically the bottom line is he lays out what he knows you need at that time, what he knows you need. And he's been that way. He's been like that since the beginning of time. That's the way the enemy does. He's been like that since the beginning of time. If we have a chance, we can go, let's go into, you'll go into Matthew. Uh, I believe it's in Matthew where he talks about where he talks about that he went right straight, right straight from being recognized right into the wilderness. Let's look at Mark. Mark, look at that. In Mark, the first chapter and around the 12th verse, and immediately the spirit driven him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness for 40 days. Tempted. Notice it says, tempted, tempted of Satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered unto him. I don't know if it's going to break down. No, it didn't break down. But it, there again, it tells he was tempted. He was the same kind of thing. It's a real trip. Go to Matthew, Matthew 4. Matthew 4 the fourth chapter. And it, there again, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness. And the purpose was what? To be tempted by the devil. And the devil, which is crazy, interesting, he just going, he, he's so used. <laughs> so used. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be, first of all, he's telling you, he's telling him what he is. If thou be the son of God, what do I want, you know what you need to do? Since you're the, if you are, prove to me that you are. That's basically what he's saying. Prove to me that you are. If you be the son of God, I see the need that you have. You've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So you know what? I want you to do this. I want you to turn, command these stones to be turned to bread. In other words, he's given him something. First of all, he tells you, he tells you automatically who you are, and then he tells you what your ability is. Wow. Wow. That's a mind blower. He only told him what his ability was. <laughs> what his ability was. Compare this. Let's go. Keep your finger there because we're going to go back into that again. But go into Genesis. Genesis, the third chapter. Look at this. Genesis, the third chapter. And um, third chapter, and we're going to go right into the, uh, to the sixth verse. The third chapter, Genesis 3. And around the sixth verse. And look what look what he says. 
Look, well, go. Let's go. Let's go up a little bit. Uh, actually, we'll start at the first verse. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which God had made, and he said unto the woman, "Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did God tell you that?" And the woman answered, "What did she? What did she say?" The woman said unto the serpent, he says, we may eat of the tr trees, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Interesting. So she knew. Isn't that something? She knew. She knew it. Look at verse 4. And the serpent said unto immediately. Look what he does. Immediately. You're not going to die. To the woman said, you're not going to die. That's the first lie. You will not die. <laughs> For God knoweth that in the day that ye eat thereof, your eyes will be open and you will be as gods, knowing good and evil. How is that? Boy, that is so tempting. Why is that tempting? Because he knew the thing, that personality of man. If we eat of this man, I will be like God. And you already are. Isn't that true? Already are. Look at verse six. And when the and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he ate. And the truth, your eyes were both open. And they knew that they were naked. And so they sold fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Same kind of temptation. He only went that far with, with them because it worked. How come he had to do so many for Jesus? because the first one didn't work. Wow, wow, now that's a mind blower. How come he didn't go so far with Jesus is because the first one didn't work. If the first one would have worked, the enemy would have been, Satan would have won. He would have won, because it would have worked. Let's go back to, let's go back to, go back to Matthew. First thing he told him, he says, I know the need. I know your need. What is your need? Your need is you're hungry. You need something to eat. You need something to eat. So what does he do? He tells him, he says, turn the stones into bread. And it didn't work. Because he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Huh. It didn't work. So what does he do? The devil does it again. He's a manipulator. Then the devil taketh him up into a, a holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the, of the temple. And he said, if thou be the son of God, there again, he's telling you who you are. Cast yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Interesting. He knows scripture. He knows scripture. What was he quoting? He was quoting Psalms 91. You want to go to that real quick? Let's go to that and see what 
what he left out. Ninety one. Twelve, eleven and twelve, where he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Blessings of God. Good scripture. It's all there. Thou shalt tread, you didn't say this one, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young, young lion and the dragon thou shalt trample under thy feet because he has set his love upon thee. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Psalms 91, Psalms 91. And then Jesus answers again and he says this, it's written again. It's written in another part of the scripture too. It says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's Deuteronomy. Don't tempt the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 6. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Boy. A lot of chapter six, isn't it? Oh, what does he say? I think it's six, 16. Yep, look what he says. He throws back scripture. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord, the Lord your God, as he tempted him in Messiah. And 14, for the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. The anger of the Lord thy God is kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Don't tempt him. <laughs> wow. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God, thy God. Wow. So he tells him that. You're some kind of wonder. Think he's through yet? Taketh him to an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. He said, and all these I'll give to you. They're not even his to give. If thou wilt fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, I'm tired of you. Tired of what you're doing to me. Get get thee behind me, get thee hence. What is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt I serve. And the devil left him, and the angels came and ministered to him. Who is the one that keeps us from getting the redemptive power of God, of Christ? We are, because we have a choice. Isn't that awesome? We have a choice we have a choice we have a choice it is totally up to us even the devil has got to honor what we're saying We give him way too much authority. We give him way too much power. He's a tempter, he's a manipulator, he's an accuser, and he's a presenter. But remember what Jesus said. He, his, his main goal is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He has limited authority, limited authority. Jesus came and redeemed us back. And you get a chance to go through Romans 5. Look through that. Look through that. Study that. Break it down. 
He's he's Jesus did all of that just for us. And it's so neat. I didn't even get into this part when sin versus grace, grace wins hand down. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We'll talk in that area. All sin can do is threaten us with death. Oh, I like what it says. All sin can do is threaten us with death. And that's the end of it. Grace, because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah, invites us into life. A life that goes on and on and on. World without end. All sin can do is threaten you. And he threatens you with, with death. That's all that it can do. But grace, because God is putting everything together. What is grace again? God's riches at Christ's expense. Unmerited favor. Come on. Time to get it right. He invites us into life. Invites us into life. Oh, I pray that you got something out of this. Read that whole chapter. Get into it. Chapter 5 of Romans. And if you get a chance to break it down, you'll find a lot of good things in there. Amen. You'll find out what God is actually doing for us. Amen. Praise God. I pray that you are blessed through this time this time here amen um that we were talking about then we, when we realize that we we have the choice of the way that our life will be you have the choice you really do you have the choice amen you have the choice god bless you father i give you glory i thank you father god for what you've already done i thank you father god for the for what you're doing now and father i pray in jesus name that you would uh, bless open up the parts of our understanding in jesus name and we give you glory we give you praise and everyone said amen god bless you looking forward to being able with you again next week is our prayer amen god bless With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.